the world's most exciting podcast, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm Michael Savage, host of the Savage Nation podcast, home of borders, language, and culture. Hear my new podcast each week as I speak with top guests from around the world. Right now, we have over 700 shows in our library featuring interviews with world leaders, scientists, faith teachers, and more, including President Donald Trump, Prime Minister of Israel Ehud Barak, Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, Jerry Falwell, and so much more conversations and commentary you cannot find anywhere else. Other guests have included Samuel Cohen, the father of the neutron bomb, Breitbart's Alex Marlowe, the great author Peter Schweitzer, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Be here or be nowhere. The Savage Nation podcast. Catch the Michael Savage podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday. This is Good, Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. Charlie, I hope you're doing better than than you look, man, and better than I sound. How do I look? You look disheveled. Oh, you're not talking about like... That's a word I heard one time. You're talking about like my body language. Your body, not like... You know, your actual physical appearance, you know, the structure of your face. and Not like I, oh, yeah. I can see the mangled. stress. It's radiating, mm. radiating over here to my side of the table, okay. and I'd like for you to keep it over there if that's okay. Hey, I'm going to do my best. Okay. Well, good luck. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is I'll tell you what I'm stressed be. about. What's that? I'm waiting on the raid at the office here. Oh, yeah. Well, we're in the second office. I'll never find this back here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the door's locked. We'll be fine. It'll be just fine. <laughs> okay. Okay, so clearly Charlie alluding to the topic we'll be talking about today, which is the former president of the United States having his personal home raided by the FBI, which is pretty crazy. We were just talking in a live group a little bit. I was talking. Charlie was working. This is a crazy time in which we are living right now. This is something that hasn't happened before, and it uh, you know, remains to be seen whether or not this is actually some type of criminal wrongdoing, something major illegal going on, or if this is just a lead up to the election. And this is like campaign number one. Let's start right now. I don't know which one it is. Someone from the live group said, still my president. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The more he gets raided, you know, this keeps happening. The, the more I'm going to end up wanting to support him. If which the government could- is against him. Then he's got to be doing something right. This kind of brings me back to the conversation we had with uh, with Brian from Lions of Liberty, which was, is Trump the most libertarian president that we've had in our lifetime? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, maybe. I um, I mean, I would sure prefer him over Biden. I don't. I'm not saying I like the guy. I still don't. But as far as policy goes, I much prefer when taxes were cut, not yeah. not added. In this recent bill, like they did, there's two potential things going on. Either, either he really truly is ag- against the swamp. He's against the deep state. All these agencies, they hate him uh, because he's going to strip away all their powers and 
ruin their liberal world order or whatever it is that they're working on, or he's just doing a bunch of illegal stuff. And or he's know. got dirt on him and, yeah. and things or like he's got that. Some yeah. dirt. Maybe yeah. maybe that's going on. Any my, of those. You know, of course we're gonna get into this, but my first question is is like who's the authoritarian? <laughs> it's true. Clearly. Who's the one like that is actually attacking political opponents using the the policing arm of the government? Now, of course, the White House came out and said, We had no idea. You'll have to talk to the Justice Department. Now <laughs> The I'm fourth the, branch of our government. The I'm Department. the boss of the Justice Department, <laughs> but I knew nothing of this. This was yeah. their own doing. It's a separate co-equal branch of government. And so uh, I, I think, yeah, who's who's the tyrant now? <laughs> this is what I'm asking. Now, could you imagine for a second if Trump had done this oh, to man. anyone else who deserved it? Imagine like, if he would have raided Obama's home. Yeah, for Ooh. spying on his campaign. Yeah, and all the information there, or, heck, or Hillary Clinton, even Clinton. Yeah, who who we know had uh, at least 107 classified documents and emails that they knew about, and had destroyed evidence now, that they knew about. Past wrongdoings of other people does not excuse future wrongdoings of Court, future no. people. Uh, but mm. but it is important to point out the hypocrisy, and obviously we're going to question whether or not this is just a purely political stunt that's taking place because we're leading up to an election, because they're worried about Trump announcing that this is going to run for president, uh, for all of those reasons. But anyway, you guys all know the story. Uh, Trump's house raided. He wasn't there. He's out playing golf uh, somewhere. Poor guy, you know. I think he's in New Jersey. He gets impeached once. He gets impeached twice, and now he gets raided by the FBI, denied three times by the government, just like Jesus. <laughs> you know? Yeah. In my Instead book, that's what we got. Peter, it's Joe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe has denied him three times. <laughs> okay, I want to go through some of the... You guys already have Which all the information. Which is short for Joseph, okay? It, it's late in the day. There are a few interesting things. I have a clip here from CNN uh, that I want to play here in a second. The first tweet I put up here that we're going to go through, this is from this is from Michael Burry. He's been making it into the show a lot lately since I turned on my tweet notifications for mm. him. He says, Bloomberg reports Trump was never briefed on what among his papers could not be taken, and he didn't pack or move the papers himself. He had returned 15 boxes already. His lawyers had been meeting with agents. He was not there. Uh, destruction was not imminent. Even Nixon was not raided. Of course, that, you know, this all has to do with these potentially classified documents, probably has to do with these documents that he took with him. He said, I'm taking this and when he was leaving the White House. Which I thought about this, too, which he probably didn't even do himself. No. Like somebody else. You think Trump packed his own house for moving? He packed a box and carried it out there to the <laughs> truck, all sad and everything, with his with his old desk ornaments and yeah. his, his favorite pens. Well, to his plane, yeah. but not the truck. <laughs> Exactly. No, that didn't happen. Uh, some interesting perspectives on this before we get to the CNN video and this interesting article from The Atlantic. Uh, Andrew Yang said, I'm no Trump fan. I want him as far away from the White House as possible. But a fundamental part of his appeal has been that it's him against the corrupt government establishment. This raid strengthens the case for millions of Americans who will see this as unjust persecution. I, I think hey, he's correct. Absolutely. I also see my conspiracy brain, of course, today with this news going on, my conspiracy brain has been running rampant today. 
What if that's the plan? What if the plan is to strengthen Trump with his base and the Republicans just a little bit more? Because I will, I will maintain that what the Democrats want is to be running against Trump. They want to run against Trump. They beat him with someone who's basically dead last time around and with all this other stuff going on. And I, I, I don't see him having a chance of winning another time around, but they might be trying to choose their next political opponent again. Just saying. That's my, that's my you know, I don't know how many deep chests that is, but that, there's just one side of my conspiracy brain. That's yeah. going on that. Or, I mean, they're trying to catch him on something yeah, so that they can, you know, end his political career somehow. Yeah. So. Um, Andrew Cuomo. You read that one, Charlie, if you can see this. He said the DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid, and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives, or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of the Jan 6 investigations. Now. That's coming from a child rapist. <laughs> Wait, is that who, is that? Is oh, that sorry, one? his brother. No. That, that was his brother. Uh, were kids involved in any of this? I don't know. What are I you don't talking? So. I don't, Careful. I'm, we're, I'm just making things up. People throwing defamation suits around <laughs> left and right, okay? We have no such information on I told Andrew you Cuomo. I'm waiting on the raid. I've never heard <laughs> that ever before, and we are not alleging this, although it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> but we have no idea. No, but he's... He's correct. Uh, once again, just like Yang was, and uh, people were pretty upset with Cuomo over this. But that's the truth. They need to come out and say why they did this, and they haven't done it yet. No press conference from the DOJ. We haven't seen Merrick Garland out there talking about why they raided the home of a former president of the United States. Nothing like that. Just, oh, yeah, just another Tuesday, you know, or Monday, whatever, whenever it actually happened. Yeah, and I like what you said is that past wrongs don't excuse future wrongs, but at the same time, like... You don't like we didn't have enough evidence for Clinton or Obama or Bush or Clinton before him or Biden or Biden or it, Biden. There's no. Yeah. We, we, can we raid the sitting U.S. president's house? <laughs> and as we've said before, there are numerous reasons that U.S. presidents should be in prison. A lot of them. Most of them, actually. Now, you could probably just have a prison with former presidents in it. And they're, as libertarians, we could name all sorts of reasons that they should be in prison. Uh, top of the list could be like killing innocent people overseas, stuff like that, mm -hmm. and undeclared wars, you know. But unauthorized drone strikes. Where it gets annoying and where we come off sounding like Trump supporters or whatever is there's a lot of hypocrisy going on here. And you know that this doesn't go both ways. It's only going in one direction here, it's only going to go against Trump. We're not going to do this for the Bidens or the Clintons or the Obamas or anything, anything else. Uh, and, and we all know that that's the case. And what I would hope is just whatever, whatever they are using to justify this raid, that they use that amount of evidence or reasoning in any situation to raid the homes of all the other presidents and everyone else who works for the government also. Amen. Whatever it is. And so from that, that's from Andrew Cuomo. What else we got here? Okay, now I'm going to get into, I told you, I'm conspiracy theorizing today. Mm. I'm all over it. The Ways and Means Committee. Is this good morning conspiracy? Yeah, this is good afternoon conspiracy. You see, when we go in the afternoons, I've had a lot of time to think about all the potential <laughs> reasons stuff could happen. 
Ways and Means Committee says, Breaking! The D.C. Court of Appeals has just ruled that the law is on our side in seeking Trump's tax returns. We expect to receive the requested tax returns and audit files immediately, and they do expect to be deposing the former president when it comes to his tax returns and whatever else. Here's my other theory. Why would that come from the Ways and Means Committee, not the IRS? I guess they're the ones pushing this continuation of trying to get the tax returns. I don't know. Good Lord. My next theory is that they are collecting as many documents from Trump as they possibly can. So when they inevitably depose him on something, they can catch him lying about something that he does not know they know about. And so they need to collect as many documents as possible. He might not know exactly what all documents they got and what information was on all of them. And they can catch him in some kind of a lie under oath and some type of deposition. And then we can just get some kind of default lie into the FBI. That might be more probable because I think your first theory, this would go too far in making sure that he's at the actual president. Look at what they're doing so, with all the candidates around I the country. I know, but though. here's the thing. Like, okay, they, they know they can beat Trump, let's say. But something like this may turn some other people in the middle being like, oh, I voted for Biden because I wanted Trump out of office, but maybe Trump was right. And Joe Biden clearly hasn't done anything and the country's gotten worse. So I'm going to flip back over. And so that whatever five set, what was it? 8 million vote discrepancy. Maybe that turns back over if Trump runs again, which he will, um, as I guess, as long as he's not in prison, but <laughs> there's something that says you can't run for president while you're in prison. I, I, there might be something that says that potentially, I don't think it so. could be in the rules. Somewhere, I don't. I feel like you could run for president. I don't know the law specifically, prison. but that might that might bar you from office potentially. And we'll have to get our fact checkers on that. Yeah. Okay. We'll start fact checking away. So there's a lot of different reasons this could have happened. Of course, he took some stuff from the White House or whoever was packing the boxes. Did. By the way, this hilarious tweet from Scott Adams. Say whatever you will about Scott Adams. I laugh every time I read this. Believe it or not, inmates can run for prison. Run for president. <laughs> they can't run from prison. That's illegal. But they can. Um, they can. They already got elected to prison. They don't have to run for prison. Yeah. Scott Adams tweeted, A few more months of Trump being targeted by law enforcement, and he'll win the black vote in 2024. I just had to say that because I thought it was hilarious. Now, see, and that's what I think is true is that this is going to turn more people on to Trump. Yeah. And then here's this thing I made this morning. Here's the other thing I'm thinking. Maybe something he took is he's got some information like you were mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's got some, maybe he took the book of secrets from the <laughs> white house. It's impacted in one of those boxes and they found out that he had the book of secrets. And so they decided that they're going to try and go get their book back. And that's another possibility, you know. He's got a bunch of information on someone. That From he the Illuminati? Sure, sure. <laughs> I just made this to model the National Treasure movie cover uh, yeah. right there. So um, anyway, that's the other reason that this, that this could have happened. Okay, I'm going to go through a little bit of this Atlantic article real fast. And then we're going to talk about Alex Jones. Oh, we Jones. had a video. Oh, we do have. We do have a video. I like nice videos. Nice catch. Let's play this video from CNN this morning and they are talking to who i believe was the deputy assistant 
director of the FBI or whatever, how many, however many titles this guy's this guy has. And he mentioned something pretty important at the end of the video, so we're going to play it. Let's bring in former FBI Deputy Assistant Director Peter Strzok. He is the author of Compromised Counterintelligence and the Threat of Donald J. Trump. Peter, we know some things Completely about this. Unbiased. Right? We know that there was some coordination ahead of time between the Secret Service and the FBI because there is a small Secret Service presence there. But just walk us through how this would play out in Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard to overstate the complexity and planning that goes into a search like this. And let's step back from yesterday. You know, CNN reported uh, late last night that in early June of this year, so about two months ago, a team of investigators that was led by the head of DOJ's counterintelligence and export control section went down to Mar-a-Lago and met with some of Trump's attorneys, some indication that Trump himself stopped in. And during that meeting, they took a, they walked around the area. They went down to the basement, apparently, where documents were stored. And what's really notable about this is several days later after that meeting, sent a letter to Mar-a-Lago saying you need to secure that room downstairs. And they subsequently put a padlock on it. That's important for two reasons. Again, this is two months ago. This DOJ and FBI team, one, saw things that concerned them and to the extent they said put a lock on it. But it's also important because it gave investigators an eye on the ground. They got a chance to see how Mar-a-Lago was set up, where documents were stored and get an idea of the lay of the land. So what will be interesting to me to see is if President, former President Trump is, in fact, committed to being very open and transparent about what occurred. First thing he can do is release that receipt of property receipt of what was taken on the ground. What would have had to have happened here? Who would have had to have signed off on this, given the clear politically sensitive nature of it? for this warrant to be executed as it was? Well, absolutely the highest levels would have approved this. I mean, people are fond of saying, oh, we've never seen anything like this. But in this case, there has never been, there is no FBI agent who has ever conducted and executed a search warrant at the residence of a former president. So this is, in fact, unprecedented. And for something of this magnitude, something of this significance, there's little doubt in my mind that the director of the FBI, Chris Wray, was briefed in detail about this operation, approved it. And similarly, I, I have no doubt that both Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco and Attorney General Merrick Garland were well aware of this and approved it as well. A judge has to approve it. But when you're talking about the context of a former president, something that has never been done in our nation's history, I have no doubt that this was scrutinized at the very highest levels in great detail. And another important thing to note, traditionally, there's a 90-day buffer around election time where DOJ does not tend to take overt investigative steps. Look at the dates we're talking about right now in early August. Three months from now is election day. So I also have a, I have a feeling and have a sense that Part of the timing about this search warrant yesterday was driven by potentially the approaching dates of the midterm elections. Hmm. Well, I thought I found that last part pretty interesting. We're 92 days out from the election and they have a 90 day rule on not starting these new investigations for fear of uh, affecting the outcome of an election. Or whatever. So you can do whatever you want within 90 days. <laughs> so, yeah, you can do anything. It doesn't matter. And so, yeah, the timing of this uh, does seem, uh, you know, they worked it out. They knew what they were doing, of course. And so that just happened. I just saw someone post, uh, let me see, Costco posted a video of... The secretary? Uh, let's see. I want to get this real quick. Sorry, we're pulling this in live. I haven't heard it. 21 seconds long. 
better be good. This is the White House. Tell us anything more. Was he watching the news? Was he scrolling Twitter? Did someone in his staff flag it for him? I can tell you this. He was not uh, aware of 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 uh, of of the uh, was it the Mar-a-Lago raid? I don't know what you guys are calling it uh, uh, before it happened. So I can. The president was not aware of the raid before it happened. So we have that official statement now from the White House. I think they already said that they weren't aware of it. Mm. That's kind of weird. Like, you would think, if you're going to raid the home of a former no, you, president. You know how you can tell a liar? Uh, <laughs> uh, the, what, what were you calling it? What did you... You said... Uh, yeah. But no, he had no idea. Good a time as any for this. <laughs> to be fair, Biden probably wasn't aware of this uh, because this is him... Shaking Chuck Schumer's hand after signing the chips bill today and then immediately forgetting that he shook Chuck Schumer's hand and trying to shake his hand again. Just watch him real quick. So he might have been unaware. Now our great speaker, <laughs> our partner, who all of these bills we've made. Does the classic chin grab afterwards. Oh, man. <laughs> That was good. I mean, maybe they did tell him, and then he completely forgot right yeah, afterwards. I think it's. I don't think he. I don't think you can find in the court of law that he was aware that this was going to take place. The only better thing would have been if he would have like done something with his hair. Yeah, that would have been good if he would have <laughs> slicked back. <laughs> okay, oh. from the Atlantic, the Mar-a-Lago raid proves the U.S isn't a banana republic now i saw a banana republic being thrown around this is a banana republic we got and i looked up i just wanted sounds to like know, a retail store to me i wanted to know what a banana republic was and it turns out that it's the store where you can get kind of crappy clothing that you shouldn't wash and dry I can tell you that for sure and so yeah i guess that's not what we are uh, but anyway i don't know if anyone's ever had any good or bad experiences with that store but everything i got from there was crap yeah, I'm done. I don't think I've ever had anything from there. So I'm not a fan it. of not a fan of Banana Republic. Mm. Just saying. So I'm glad this proves that we're not a Banana Republic. Not much is known about the operation as of this writing. The FBI has not commented, and much of what is public comes from a statement by Trump, a notoriously unreliable source of information. Trump wrote, "My beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago, in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents." He didn't say that on Twitter. Reporting from the Washington Post and the New York Times indicates that the raid appears to be connected to his removal of records from the White House at the end of his administration. Quote, nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before, Trump wrote. Such an assault could only take place in broken third world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries corrupt at a level not seen before. Oh, he's capitalizing on this. I'm, that's that's where, where it fuels my other, like, this is only... So far, unless they actually got something really bad from this whole thing, this is only good for him. Mm. It's it, Unless they found something that we don't even know about, like, with, okay, the documents, stuff like that. If they didn't find anything else that we don't already know about right now, this is only good for him as far as running for re-election. Trump is right that nothing like this has ever happened to a former president, but he's wrong about what it means about the rule of law. In the United States, unlike his presidential predecessors, and despite his open disdain for Latin America and Latin Americans, seems super relevant, he often styled himself as sort of a 
Caudillo. Is that is that okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. I don't know Quadillo? what that is. Trying to rule with an iron fist. Of course, they're trying to bring up all these. Got it. He's a dictator. He's Just, the you know. authoritarian. He's a, yeah, circumvent the Constitution and legislature. You know, people on the. It's not about Trump being awesome, by the way. I just as we're as we're rolling through this, I got to say it's not about him being awesome. It's about the hypocrisy mm. and this this somehow moral stance that they're able to take. Like, oh, we care about the Constitution and the legislature and democracy and all this. Of course, as long as everything goes our way. If not, we're gonna we're gonna stick the mob on you. You know, we're we'll try and take all that away. Oh. But, but Trump is. Trump is the embodiment of tearing down democracy. Yeah. So is. so it's it's okay. We could shoot him in the street. <laughs> and it would be okay because if it weren't for that, that you know, taking down Trump is like taking down Hitler before Hitler it's started exterminating the Jews. You always ask people, you know, if you could go back in time, would you kill Hitler? And and this is essentially what they're doing in real time right now. He's trying to take mm-hmm. Hitler down before he comes to power. Uh, for the second time. Also, I don't remember any disdain for Latin America or Latin Americans at all. Not specifically. He said things about some of the people that were coming across the border as it relates to people that were in, you know, cartel members and things like that. And, of course, that was spun to be about everyone who was coming across the border. And I guess we're still running with that because of truth and everything. And mm-hmm. So, circumvent the Constitution, enlist the military into his schemes. No other form. Unlike his presidential predecessors, Trump tried to enlist the military into his schemes Mm. and use the power of the state to further his own electoral and personal fortunes. No other president, including Obama, has ever used the power of the state. To 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 further his own personal fortunes? To meddle in elections. No. They've never spied on another presidential candidate before. Now, this is all unique to Trump, of course. Mm. In a real banana Remember, Republic, Obama didn't have any. He had not a single scandal. Not a single scandal. The whole time. Scandal-less. Scandalous. Not less. Not, not scandalous. He's scandal-less President Obama. They were going to make a movie about it, but the problem is it would just be so boring because like, there's nothing controversial to happen at exactly. all. Exactly. And, and you need those things in a story, right? Yeah. In a real banana republic... He might have hoped to live with impunity as long as he could outwit his political opponent's schemes. Instead, Trump has found himself beset on many sides. He was impeached a second time after leaving office. A district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, continues to investigate his meddling and vote counting after the election. The New York Attorney General is investigating his company and will soon depose him. And they're gathering gotcha evidence right now for that. That's my official theory. And a House committee is probing his attempt to overturn the election and pressuring the Justice Department to bring charges against him related to that. DOJ has refused to comment on any related investigations. And so Trump... like, with all this going on, I can, like, if I put myself in the shoes of Trump, I'd be so angry. Which would just be the biggest shoes that you... I mean, they'd be too big for you to wear in your six. I would, I would be so angry. Oh yeah, at all this stuff that's happening. It's a ma- like it's it's impressive that he hasn't completely lost his cool, yeah. right? And just like I would be so frustrated. <laughs> you don't think Trump has lost his cool? <laughs> I'm saying completely, like publicly, okay. like you don't think he went full crazy yet? No, he hasn't gone postal. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because I could imagine being everywhere you turn. Someone's trying to do something to you. He had to spend his whole presidency defending this whole Russia thing. Yeah, we found out that that was fake, fake and they just brushed over that whole thing. Yeah. 
No. Never bring it up again. Bury it, deep, <laughs> down. Bury it deep down. Okay, next paragraph. Trump is not the victim of political persecution. Now, I will remind you that the very first line of this article said, not much is known about the operation. The FBI has not commented, and much of what we know comes from a statement by Trump. But they do go on to say several paragraphs later that Trump is not the victim of political persecution, even though they outright said that they have no idea why this happened. But they do know that he's not the victim of political persecution. Yeah, yeah exactly. A bedrock principle of American law is that no one, not even the president, much less the former president, is above the law. And if they commit crimes, they must answer for them. Like all the other yeah. ones that we that, have tr- tried and charged with crimes. That's a fine thing to say, but gall darn it if I wish it were true. You know? And once again, I wish it were true. And I wish that whatever the standard is that led to this raid was the same standard that was held for all of the other presidents. Mm. But it's not. And that's a problem. For all Trump's bluster, he hasn't been charged with any crimes. If he is, he will have every opportunity to defend himself in court. Some legal scholars are nervous about the precedent set by potentially prosecuting a former president. Try to say that three times fast. Mm. But the precedent set by giving him a free pass by virtue of his electoral history would be even more troubling. Now, I agree with that. These people better watch out if this guy gets back in office. Oh, yeah. They all gloves would be off. The last four years, he's got nothing to lose. I mean, you think you think uh, you would think that people in the Biden family would be like, "Oh crap, they're going after former presidents now." Mm. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought that uh, we were supposed to leave all that alone. She just said, "Stand down, stand <laughs> down." <laughs> The raids seem to come out of nowhere, a sign that the federal government is handling this investigation, whatever it is, with great secrecy and delicacy. In the coming days, the public is likely to learn more, including whether White House documents are really the sole or main factor behind the siege of Mar-a-Lago. Anyway, we don't have to go through the rest of it. The most annoying thing I found in that was them saying that they had no idea why this happened, but it wasn't political persecution. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Of course it wasn't. You got anything else on this, ma'am? And it's never happened to anyone else, and uh, no one else deserves it. No, he's the only person mm-hmm. who ever deserved any of this. Because we have to take down the person who is solely responsible for putting democracy in danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to shift gears if we're done with this. Now, once again, we well, landed we're gonna stay on this. we're going to stay in conspiracy theories. Well, of course. I mean, Donald Trump, he's, he's got this book of secrets over there, man. He found out... All the stuff they're doing in the government, you know, they got they got all kinds of child sex rings going on in the government, you know, and he's got all documentation on it there in his basement in Mar-a-Lago, and uh, that's why they're going after him today. Now, my friend told me that they were going to go after him today. I was, you remember, Charlie, I told you they were going to go after Trump today, man. All right, anyway, that's what's... Anyway, we're going to talk about Alex Jones now, <laughs> just so you know. Was that your impression of Alex Jones? No, kind I of? just got some in my throat. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. <clears throat> I got it cleared out mm. now. What it, what's your initial reaction to the whole I told Alex, you! <laughs> Alex Jones thing, Charlie? Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I do a lot of things to take care of my mind. For a while there, it wasn't something that I ever thought about. I thought I could just go through life and not ever think about my mental health, whether or not I was too stressed out, whether or not I was burnt out, whether or not there were things that I could actually solve. But if you think about it, you're only going to get 
this one mind, this one brain, and you should really take good care of it in the same way that you would take care of your car if you were going to have to use it for the rest of your life. Don't waste any of your time being upset, angry, depressed, anxious, burnout, stressed out when there could be something you could do to actually fix it. There's a lot of things you can do, by the way. You can take some naps if you want to. You can take some time off, take a vacation. But there's also better help online therapy. So therapy is something I've done. Charlie uses BetterHelp still. He's been using it for over a year now. So if there's something that you need to talk to someone about, you could use BetterHelp. Now BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on the camera if you don't want to. It's a lot more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours and our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash GML. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. I want to tell you guys about a sponsor for the show, which is the Expat Money Show from our good friend, Mikkel Thorup. Listen, becoming an expat, that is a difficult decision. But for those of you that are in any way on the fence about this, you're curious about it, you wonder about the logistics of it, hands down, Expat Money Show is the best place to go to hear all of the advice, all of the strategy on how to do this. You're going to learn all about precious metals, uh, how to store your money best way possible. You're going to learn about cool things like how to legally avoid paying taxes, getting passports so you can travel all around the world, how to actually protect the assets that you have uh, from some of these tyrannical governments. And by the way, there is an expat online money summit, the expat money summit that is coming up in November. And yes, it is going to have the one and only Ron Paul speaking. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but I tell you what, Mikkel, he knows exactly what to do because he has been living this life. He's not just a guy that's out there talking about this thing that you can do. He's literally living it on a daily basis. He knows everything there is to know about becoming an expat. So go to the expat money show, listen to that podcast, and also go sign up for the free expat money summit coming up in November. Once again, go to the expat money show on all of your podcast apps and go to the link in the show notes. So you can sign up for the free online expat money summit. You know, this is kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. this whole thing. Now I'll tell you why it's dangerous because I saw a tweet where someone said, they, they tweeted out the story and then they said, good, mm -hmm. now let's go after the anti-vaxxers and the anti-science or the science deniers and all of this stuff. Because then it's like, if you can't question what the truth is and like this, like this is a big problem, right? This is a really big problem to not be able to speak freely, to question things, to be forced mm -hmm. to go along with the narrative. Like that's a really big problem. Now, I don't know all the details. We're going to get some more details here as we read this story from the WAPO. I have Thanks. three videos also. And watch three videos. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get some more information. I don't know all the information now, so I don't know if he technically did anything wrong. Yeah, I'm pumped about this but because I think, I'm, I'm on the complete opposite side. But I think, like, I think this type of thing is going to put more people underground, and you're not going to be able to have public debate, and it just it just sounds like a scary road. That we're on. I, w I would agree. Now, the tweet, I saw the tweet that you mentioned where they said, now let's go after anti-vaxxers and, and all that. And I agree with you that that would set a very dangerous precedent. 
And you said that you do not have all the information on this. What I would say is that what Alex Jones did, in my legal opinion, does constitute defamation. And I will bring up a couple other cases where we have been like, yeah, good, go after him, get, get that lawsuit. You're probably thinking of him right now. And so what I'm wondering is... Andrew Cuomo? Do we apply... <laughs> well, I'll bring up, uh, you know, we think that Kyle Rittenhouse should probably be able to sue a lot of people in the media. The, um, oh gosh, I always forget the guy's name from the Covington Catholic thing. Oh, yeah. Nick like Sandman. Um, getting a $275 million lawsuit settled with NBC. Why? Uh, doesn't NBC have freedom of speech? Can't I, they say whatever they want? I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. They made clearly uh, inaccurate, false statements about someone. And if Jones cannot prove that something was uh, fake, and specifically the parents who sued him, that they are crisis actors and that their kids didn't exist, then he was making false statements about people who were not public figures. Public figures are, you know... And sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Somewhat exempt. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, and see, that's why you do have to be care very careful about how you question things. Yeah. Because if Alex Jones would have said, are these child actors? Is this really happening? See, if you question it, that's no problem. But if you say you know for sure yeah, this was a hoax, these are child actors, all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. I can, or I'll show I can... you, I'll show you the video that this, uh, that okay. really was at the center of this case, and it was a specific thing he said about one of the parents. Gotcha. Okay, so from the WAPO, thanks, Jeff. Alex Jones is ordered to pay $45.2 million more in punitive damages to Sandy Hook parents. A Texas jury has determined InfoWars Alex Jones must pay the parents of a Sandy Hook school shooting victim $45.2 million in punitive damages. The Friday decision comes a day after the same jury awarded the plaintiffs $4.1 million in compensa uh, compensatory damages, culminating the final phase of a defamation case first brought in 2018 over Jones's repeated false claims that the deadliest elementary school shooting in the U.S. history was a hoax. Jones was not in court as the jury read the unanimous verdict. Probably doesn't help his case that he wasn't there. The damages... Uh, Phase of the trial that ended Friday marks the first time Jones, an influential purveyor of far-right conspiracy theories, has faced financial repercussions in court for the outlandish lies he told via his InfoWars broadcast about the shooting. Since the early days that followed in the 2012 shooting that killed 26 people, including 20 young children, Jones said on his program that no one died at Sandy Hook and that the attack was a ruse staged by gun control advocates to manufacture anti-gun sentiment. So before we get into all the videos and stuff, you know, just in case anyone's uh, going to be upset by the stance I'm going to take on this, I will say I love a good conspiracy theory. I've already, I've already thrown out a couple of them today, you know? <clears throat> and uh, and so I, I love those. And I, what, what I think is really important is to be open to all kinds of possibilities on everything. Always question everything. But if you if you don't know for sure, you have to accept that you don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. Always accept that things are possible. Is it possible that someone would stage a mass shooting in an effort to get new gun control through? Is that possible? Yes. Absolutely it is. 
do you have proof that this was staged, that those people, that the people that are talking about their kids, that they're lying, that they're crisis actors, do you have any of that proof? No, you don't. So all you can do is question it. And so you can just question things. So before we play a couple videos here, I wanted to play a funny one. And I'm sure a lot of you have seen this. I originally saw this on the, I believe, the Libertarian Party of Tennessee's TikTok. Everyone make sure you go follow them. They've been putting out good stuff. Um, I've found this on YouTube also. For those of you watching, uh, you'll you'll see what's so funny about this. Um, if you're listening and you haven't seen this, this is a video spliced together of Jones answering questions about the uh, basically Epstein Island. And it's spliced together with a famous Joe Rogan reaction video <laughs> and what Jones said was hilarious. And I just thought we should play it before we play other stuff that might not be as nice. One of the things you've been talking about on your show is your allegation that government officials are aiding in pedophilia, child trafficking, and the grooming of children, right? Well, you mean like what Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you mean like what Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons? His voice, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I want to play that because it was funny. Yeah. It always sounds like he needs to clear his throat. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm always like, <clears throat> Alex. I mean, like, uh. okay, so <laughs> that was funny, of course. I want to show you uh, what was really at the center of this. You know, Megyn Kelly almost had to go testify in this trial because it was actually a reaction that Jones had to uh, one of the parents <clears throat> on an interview uh, with her that I think initially sparred, uh, spurred this uh, to move into lawsuit form. At least it was one of the main things. And I'm just going to show you a little clip of what that was. And we'll start with one of the parents, I think Megan Kelly, and then one of the parents talking. And I'll show you what exactly happened with that. At the top of that list is Jones's outrageous statement that the slaughter of innocent children and teachers at Sandy Hook Elementary School, one of the darkest chapters in American history, was a hoax. I lost my son. I buried my son. I held my son with a bullet hole through his head. Neil Heslin's son Jesse, just six years old, was murdered along with 19 of his classmates and six adults on December 14th, 2012 in Newtown, Connecticut. I dropped him off in 904. That's when we dropped him off at school with his book bag. Um, hours later, I was picking him up in a body bag. Alex Jones repeatedly claimed that the shooting never happened. Here he is on InfoWars in December 2014. Uh, but it took me about a year with Sandy Hook to come to grips with the fact that the whole thing was fake. You said the whole thing is a giant hoax. How do you deal with a total hoax? It took me about a year with Sandy Hook to come to grips with the fact that the whole thing was fake. I did deep research and my gosh, it just pretty much didn't happen. At, at that point, and I do think there's some cover-up and some manipulation, that is pretty much what I believe. But then I was also going into devil's advocate, but then we know there's mass shootings and these things happen. So again- but you're trying to have it always, right? No, I'm not. If you wrongly went out there and said it was a hoax, 
That's wrong. But what I already answered your question was, listeners and, and other people are covering this. I didn't create that story. But Alex, the parents, one after the other, devastated. The dead bodies that the coroner autopsy. And they blocked all that and they won't release any of it? That's, that's unprecedented? All even, of the parents even the decided reports. to come out and, and lie about their dead children? I didn't say what that. Ha what happened to the children? I will sit there on the air and look at every position and play devil's advocate. Was that devil's advocate? It, the whole thing is a giant hoax. The whole thing was fake. Yes, because I remember in even that day, I'll go back from memory, then saying, but then some of it looks like it's real, but then what do you do when they've got the kids going in circles in and out of the building with their hands up? I've watched the footage and it looks like a drill. When you say parents faked their children's death, people get very angry. Yeah, well, let's, oh, I know, but they don't get angry about the half million dead Iraqis from the sanctions or they don't get angry about all the That's illegals pouring No, no, it's not a dodge. The media never covers all the evil wars it's promoted, all the that big things. That doesn't excuse what you did and said I, about Newtown. Uh, uh, you know but it. I, here, here's the difference. Here's the difference. I looked at all the angles of Newtown, and I made my statements long before the media even picked up on it. And so in our interview, we asked... Anyway, they go in further, and he... Basically, what that father said about, about his son, ends up calling him a liar. He even talks about going and seeing his son... Uh, after, you know, uh, seeing a bullet hole in his head and everything. And uh, it pretty much calls him a liar on that, too. And from what I can understand, this is essentially what spurred the actual lawsuit was mm. him calling out that guy specifically. And uh, and so anyway, Megyn Kelly almost had to testify. I heard her talk about it on her show uh, yesterday. But they ended up being able to put that into evidence uh, without it. And so, you know... I do think that there's grounds if you have no proof on this and you're calling out someone in the media with your big platform saying that they're a liar, saying they're a crisis actor. Listen, I hey, let me be 100% honest with you right now. When he when he first started talking about all this, I thought it was very possible. I'm not going to say I totally bought into it, but I, I watched a lot of his videos about it. Mm -hmm. For sure. I did. I watched other people's videos about yeah, it. Yeah, I watched all kinds of stuff about Sandy Hook, about it being fake. You know, that's uh, that's what, in, you know, that and some other conspiracy theories, that's what led me into being a libertarian. 9-11? <laughs> yeah, I watched all the nine, every 9-11 conspiracy that there is. The moon? I always thought the moon was real for some reason. There's always there's, mm. there's always that sliver of doubt. I mean, the moon landing, just so you know, I know that the actual moon. The, yeah, I've seen the moon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's there. <laughs> I've I mean, seen, it could be some kind of projection. I've seen clouds and I've seen rain, okay? <laughs> okay, so he did finally admit, uh, by the way, that it was entirely real. And so uh, then we'll go into one of the other famous lawsuits, and here's just a real quick clip of him admitting that it was real in, in court. We've had a video received in evidence of you stating your belief at that time that no one died at Sandy Hook, that the whole thing was fake. Do you understand as you sit here today how crazy that is? I have said before that there have been so many lies and so many things in the past and I was under a lot of pressure and I truly, when I said those statements, when I say something I mean it, that I really could believe that it was totally staged at that point and I was basing that off of really Steve Pachenik, who is a 
has been a very prestigious person. Do you understand now that it was absolutely irresponsible of you to do that? It was, especially since I've met the parents, and uh, it's 100% it's, it's real, as I said on the radio yesterday, and as I said here yesterday, uh, it's 100% real, and the media still ran with lies that I was saying it wasn't real on air yesterday. It's incredible. They won't let me take it back. They just want to keep me in the position of being the Sandy Hook man. Okay. I don't like all the deflecting he does. Afterwards. No, no, he does a lot of like, deflecting. It's like, just take accountability, man. Mm -hmm. You know, like take accountability for where you went wrong and then just leave it at that. So what, just to bring up, you what know, I'm saying is I don't think that helped his case. No, no, it doesn't. I feel like that up the punitive damages. He did the deflecting and he's right with a lot of his deflecting too. Like what he said with, in that Megyn Kelly interview, well, they don't care, you know, about the 500,000 dead Iraqis from sanctions. I'm like, okay, that's a totally valid point. We should have conversations about all that. Doesn't, it's not really part of this conversation right now. We're yeah. talking about something that you did. Let's put right that on now. the parking lot. You do a whole episode about 500,000 yeah. dead Ira Iraqis, and I'm sure he has plenty of them. Uh, but that's not, that's not pertinent right now. Okay, so I asked Charlie beforehand. Now, he said he didn't have all the information would you say that your opinion is at all changed by any of this conversation, Charlie? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. Defamation lawsuit. I, th I think this qualifies. Yeah. Yes. Now, um, I do stand by the fact that uh, I don't want to see these same things for the anti-vaxxers. And, and also, like, people who are doing this type of thing, you just got to be, you do have to be careful and make sure that you're actually questioning things and not saying, I know for a fact that this happened. Because mm -hmm. the truth is... You don't really know. Like, yeah. Even Nate and I, we have no idea on a lot of this stuff. A lot of stuff we give you guys is speculation. And but like the fear of them turning true defamation into uh, lawsuits just because to shut people up, that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous road. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I bring up just the you know, one example here that I think a lot of us would agree with. The Covington Catholics' Nick Sandman settles $275 million NBC lawsuit for confidential amount, the two, $275, uh, not the full amount there. This is just an article here from Law and Crime. NBC Universal attacked Nicholas by relying heavily on biased and unreliable sources without conducting any reasonable investigation of the circumstances. Other attacks on Nicholas included at least 15 defamatory television broadcasts, six online articles, and many tweets falsely accusing Nicholas and his Covington, Covington Catholic High School classmates of racist acts, including, among other things, engaging in racist conduct by instigating a threatening confrontation with several African-American men, threatening confrontation with Native Americans who were allegedly at the midst of prayer during uh, this march that was going on. And we see that lawsuit go through. And we see other ones go through, say, with Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, I think that we would support those. And the reason that we support them is that people who are in this position of, uh, I don't want to say public trust, because what the hell does that mean? But I guess once you are part of the media and you have an audience and you're out there telling that audience uh, specific things about someone, about a, a when you're specific lying person. to them. Yeah. And maybe not intentionally lying, but what you're saying could be true, but you don't actually have the proof of it. And you could be affecting their life. Maybe you're hurting their ability to earn income in the future. Maybe you're causing them to get death threats, like what I'm sure Nicholas Sandman had. 
And also what the parents of these Sandy Hook kids said that they had several death threats. And so when you're affecting someone's life like that and you're doing it with no basis, no no evidence behind it, uh, then, yeah, I think there's grounds for a lawsuit. And in this case, we can speculate over what the amount should be. Is $45 million quite a bit of money? It's a lot of money. Now, in Texas, he's not going to have to pay. They have caps on the on those kind of lawsuits. So uh, it's probably not going to be that full amount or anything. They have caps on it. But so we can speculate about what the amount should be when this happens. You know, did Nicholas Sandman lose $275 million worth of uh, potential income in the future because of what happened? Uh, was his pain and suffering over this incident worth that much money? I don't know. <clears throat> probably not. How much did he get for that? <clears throat> I don't remember what he actually got. Because so. these things, by the way, these things get appealed. So, and you don't ever, most of the time you don't hear the follow-up of what the actual amount is. Yeah, this was settled. The lawsuit was 275. They settled uh, for what this sell, article sell, says sell, is, sell, a conf- is a confidential amount. So I don't know exactly what it was, but I know it was a lot of money. I want to say it was still in like the $160 million range, something like that. Mm. Anyway, I just think it's important, even though I think... Alex Jones has said a lot of good stuff. He's probably been right, although likely accidentally right. When you throw a bunch of crap up against the wall, some of it's going to stick. Mm. You know, That's what my great-grandmother used to say. So when you throw out every single possibility in every single situation, yeah, you can find a lot of clips of him saying something that actually happened. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And I think the danger is on the other side, for instance, like saying, questioning the fact of whether coronavirus came from a Wuhan lab, for instance. Of course, everyone else said that was a hoax. People were getting blocked on social media for that and turned out that was true. I I think we should all sue Facebook now. Luckily, Meta. Luckily, we can, you can say things typically about public figures, people in positions of power, that they are up for whatever amount of scrutiny and everything inside of the laws. Um, so that's, so that's good. Uh, hopefully there's no lawsuits when it comes to any of that. I would disagree with those lawsuits unless you point out a specific person and, uh, and say that they did something specifically that's going to kill everyone, you know, if, whether or not they're a public figure, I guess that would determine whether or not you'd have a lawsuit on that. But I just think it's important to be unbiased when it comes to these, because I saw a lot of reaction from people saying, oh, this is stupid. You should be able to say whatever you want. And a lot of the same people say, yeah, NBC should pay out $275 million to Nick Salmon. Mm -hmm. So which one is it? What Nate's trying to tell you guys is you need to be consistent in your conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. Okay? Exactly. So when you're down the conspiracy theory train, just make sure you're consistent. Let's go. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the show with a friend, a family member, and a foe. Share it with Alex Jones. Maybe he needs to uh, find a new... Needs as much information as possible. He he needs all of it. That's right. Maybe we'll have him on the show sometime. Talk about this and what happened. So, uh, Nate, have our people reach out to his people. I'll send him an email right now. And see. And um, we're already banned from everywhere, so it's not going to hurt us that much. Go to GodHatesFeds.com. GodHatesFeds.com, which is not us saying that. It's God. Okay? (laughs) GodHatesFeds.com. Get yourself some of that merch. It's good stuff. Go check it out. Go to JoinGML.com, and JoinGML.com will be a place where you can be part of the live group. We love every single one of you that are in here. Interact with us daily. Lots of you that uh, sign up and support us. You don't necessarily watch the show every day, and that's okay. 
Um, but we appreciate everyone that supports us. It's only six bucks a month, or you can sign up for a whole year. Get yourself one of them discounts, man. I love discounts. Mm-hmm. Don't you, your wife tells you all the time that look at what I got on sale. Of course. And you know time. what? If you sign up for the whole year, you're getting the live show and all the good things that come with it. And also, I mean, the channels on Discord are off the chain. You get to be a part of the community. Yeah, I need some fine gen, people. Come on, Gen Zers, help me with the good words to say. What What are these channels? I said off the chain. That's totally. That's, <laughs> that's like, not it. That's like 80s, that's 90s. Not it. Yeah. They, I have no clue what a Gen Zer would say. I mean, they're lit, which is closer. <laughs> Our Discord is fine. I mean,. Yeah, the Discord is, yeah, it is fire. Uh, anyway, maybe they'll help me out at some point here. <laughs> and uh, I'm being told that that's cap. Anyway, go to joingml.com. Um, other podcasts are mid, not this one, <laughs> just so you know. Okay? And, yes, we are totally based. But I don't want to steal that from Brad and Hannah. No. Based politics. They own based. That's no. right. All right, if you guys do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.